Hi, everyone. My name is Brian. And I am Margarita. And welcome to the Faithful Exchange, the podcast dedicated to uniting Chicago's voices of faith. We're here to deliver sound teaching discussions to the wonderful ears of the Midwest believers and non-believers. Whether you're a seasoned believer or simply curious about faith, our podcast is for you. So let's come together, share our stories, and let's just grow in our journey of faith together. Amen. That's right. So if you're someone who wants to know more about God, wants to learn more about God, is curious about your life of faith and how it can get stronger, this is your podcast. So last time, we were actually talking about how to meet God, and it was myself and Matt, and we were discussing a a bit more about the the many ways people talk about meeting uh, God, right? So what are some ways that people can meet God? Oh, yeah. So I remember uh, we, we talked about how, you know, many people like, can go to a concert, for example, uh, a Christian concert and be like, wow, you know, I felt the Holy Spirit. It was there. I really felt it. And then they go to a secular concert and then they feel the exact same feeling. They're like, ah, oh, I felt I felt, like, I felt the Holy Spirit there. <laughs> it's like, well, how am I really sure that I'm, I'm meeting God? And uh, many people, you know, they talk about that quiet voice, you know, and many people talk about just being in a quiet place or just meeting God through nature and the like. And, you know, I I was also one of those people. Um, But ultimately, there's many different feelings that people share about how they meet God. You know, I just feel this way. But why, why it's tricky, actually, about meeting God is because the scriptures don't actually support us relying on our feelings and our thoughts about meeting God. We can see this too in Jeremiah 17, verse 9. It says that the heart is the most deceitful above all things. It is beyond cure. Right? There's no vaccination for the disease <laughs> of what the heart is experiencing. And so because of that, uh, you know, God is trying to teach us that we shouldn't rely on our feelings, our emotions, uh, even our thoughts. Right? Isaiah 55, 8 to 9, right? My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither my ways, your ways, declares the Lord, right? So he wants us to not rely on our thoughts, our ways, our feelings, but he tells us instead we need to trust in the Lord and lean not on our own understanding, right? So uh, when it comes then to meeting God and how we can do that, we saw a very clear-cut answer in John 1 verse 1. Do you know what it says in John 1 verse 1, Margarita? It says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. Right? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So it says that God is His Word. So if I want to meet God, I got to meet His Word. If I want to be with God, I have to be with His Word. Right? And so this is how we can know how to meet God. The first way, and the most important way, is actually to meet God through His Word. Kind of like if someone sends you a letter. Right. It's, it's the words of the person on that letter. But you don't walk around saying, oh, my gosh, look at what this letter said to me. <laughs> right? That would be kind of weird. You, you walk around and you say, oh, look at what uh, Margarita sent me. Right. Because the letter is from Margarita. But it's like, well, what, what, what's, why do we say Margarita? It's because the words in that letter belong to her. So it's as if she was speaking to me. And it's as if she is with me in spirit. So we actually saw that this is how we can meet God. It is through his word. But there's also a challenge sometimes people face. Have you ever had this situation, Margarita, where you're reading the Bible and it just doesn't make sense? Honestly, that's happened to me so much. 
And again, that, you know, I relate to this so much because I did rely on feelings and I relied on even my own understanding. Mm. And it's one of those things, you know, there is so much, it can be deceiving. You can be deceived. Absolutely. And yeah, it happened to me so many times. And every time I would read the word, I'm like, well, this came to me in a different way or like, wow, I understand (laughs) that different than I did last time. So Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I can definitely relate to this so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like a lot of people are, are in that realm to like the same verse having 25,000 different meanings based on my thoughts yes. and my feelings. So actually, it's very important there for us to have a standard too. And uh, that's one thing that God also emphasizes through the scripture is uh, what our standard of faith should be, right? Uh, and a standard, just for those who may not be aware, is, is basically what is used to judge, right? Something that's used to compare when making a judgment. So even if I have this thought or I have this feeling about the word or about God, then how can I check? I have to go back to the Bible. I just got to go back to the Bible. And as believers, we have to realize that this is the most important thing to do, right? It, if I say I believe God, but do not care about his words, do not even consider his words important, then how can I really say or call myself a believer? Right? And I've, I've heard this too. I used to actually be this person, to be very honest with y'all. I was a person saying, oh, God speaks to me. So there's no point. You know, He speaks to me directly, so I don't need to open my Bible. <laughs> right? I, I don't know if you've heard people who say that too. Um, yeah, they. But- it's you hear it a lot. You hear a lot of people that are like, I... I believe in God and like, I don't need to know what the word says in order to believe in God. Yeah. Like I'm good. I'm good. But that doesn't make sense. It's like saying, Oh, I love, it's like, it's like saying, for example, uh, like me and my wife, it's like saying, Oh, I love my wife. I love everything about her, but I, I just don't really care about anything she says. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> I actually heard, uh, I read something today that today that said true believers believe in the promises in the Bible. I don't think you can call yourself a Christian if you're not actually reading the word or you don't believe what the word says. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's why the Bible is there. And of course, um, there are those who want to understand God, who've tried to give the Bible a chance and it just doesn't make sense. Or maybe it's even scary, right? There's there's some scary stories in there. Simon and stars falling, going dark, right? Beast with seven heads, like what the heck? Um, There are some scary stories in there, but just because they're scary, does that mean we shouldn't look at them? No, I think that is exactly a reason why we should look at them to know what they actually mean. Right. Right. And that's something that God really, really, really desires. Right. Uh, Hosea 6 verse 6. He says that I desire an acknowledgement rather than burnt offerings. All right. So God wants to be acknowledged. When you think about acknowledging, the root word of acknowledge is knowledge. And really, when you think about it, if I've never met a person before, right? Like I say, I've, you've never met me, Margarita. I've never met you. And we're walking down the same street and I wave at you and say, oh, hey, Margarita. You're probably going to be creeped out. Like, what the heck is I'm, that guy? Who is this guy? Like, <laughs> I'm going to just keep walking and pretend right. I did not hear what he just said. Right. It's a weird creep following. Right. How does he know my name? Right. Exactly. So you can't acknowledge me. Right. You can't acknowledge me because you don't know me. But if you know me, then you can also acknowledge me too. 
It's the same thing with God. So when we know God, then we can acknowledge his work. And you know what? For those believers who are listening to this podcast, who uh, you know have listened to, have tried to read the Word of God, have tried to understand, and just some parts just do not make sense. Why does it say this about this? Why does it say this about this? Even like you know rituals too. Like in First Timothy, talks about you know women shouldn't teach. Like what, why does it say that? Uh, and is, is that still hold up to today? What does God mean by all these different things? And you know, there's a story in the Bible about this. Have you ever heard about the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip? Yeah, I have. Um, it is about a court official that was on a chariot. And he was trying to understand the word of God. Mm-hmm. And a man, Philip, actually came to him and was like, do you understand what you're reading? And he actually <laughs> went and like started explaining exactly what it was. And he was actually trying to read of the, the prophet Isaiah. Right. And yeah, he was trying to understand. And then so Philip came and it like explained everything to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the story. Um, and for those who are curious to know, that's in Acts chapter 8, uh, from verse 26 going on up until about verse 40. So it's a story about uh, an Ethiopian eunuch and Philip. And actually, there's a reason this story is in the Bible, right? It's not just to show us that, uh, you know, God can send people wherever he wants. We already knew that, <laughs> right? But actually, it's a story to help us as believers realize how else we can meet God when we're struggling to understand the Bible, because God is the word. So if I want to meet God, I have to meet him in the word. But what do I do if I can't understand that word of God, right? Can can you say that I'm actually meeting God? No, I don't think you can. Right. No, right. I'm actually not meeting God if I'm not being if I'm not able to understand what he's even saying to me. So this is actually a similar story where there was a person like our fellow believers who are listening, right? Our fellow uh, faithful uh, Chicagoans, <laughs> faithful followers, <laughs> right? There's there's a story like that for us to be able to uh, learn how else we can meet God. And so as uh, Margarita, as you shared very, very well, um, there is uh, Philip. So Philip was one of the evangelists uh, in Acts 8. Uh, it's not Philip the disciple, but one of the evangelists who was chosen by uh, the apostles, actually. So he was chosen as one of the seven deacons of the early church. So this is someone who knows the word of God very well. This is someone who believes Jesus is the Messiah, someone who understands the promises that God made about Jesus and believes them. And then there's this eunuch. Now, again, Ethiopian eunuch. There's a reason why they specify the nationality, because they want us to understand about this person's character. Now, it says in in Acts chapter 8 that he was actually coming from Jerusalem, from worshiping in Jerusalem. Now, if you go on Google Maps and search the distance between Ethiopia and uh, Jerusalem, it's about 3,000 miles. Ooh, <laughs> <Right>? Wow. <laughs> 3,000 miles. Now, here's the other kicker. There's no jet plane. There's no private jet. This man is on a camel. So I, I, I put in just to see like maybe walking distance, like how long would it take by foot? And it's about 32 days. So can you imagine going one month for a worship service? <laughs> I barely like to drive like the 15, 20 minutes to work, <laughs> let alone 32 days on foot. Right. And that's this is the faith that he has. This is an, uh, someone who uh, he, he believes, of course, he believes in a God because he's going to Jerusalem and he's going on this two-way journey. So that's two months of his life that he's putting aside. And it actually tells us, like you mentioned, he's an official. Uh, He's in charge of the treasury of the queen. That's a very important role. So he's well off in life. 
and he must be very busy. But he had the determination, I'm going to put two months aside for my faith. Like, that's a lot of zeal. And we can see that this person is truly seeking God. And we talked about this last time, too, that for us to find God, we have to actually seek him. Right? We have to go to where he is. And now we know that it's in the word. So he's going to worship God, but he's struggling, struggling, struggling to understand him. And he's reading the book of prophecy. He's reading Isaiah, which is also in our Bibles today, right? And I'm sure some of us maybe even read Isaiah and be like, what the heck is being spoken about here too, right? And we will talk about that in future episodes. Just going to throw that plug in there, right? future episodes, how to understand these uh, uh, mysterious books sometimes. But uh, we can see that he's trying to understand the book of Isaiah, but he's unable to. So can we say that this um, Ethiopian eunuch is meeting God? Uh, no, I mean, because there is no understanding. So mm. he can't meet God without understanding. Right. And that's very important, right? Understand. I love that you said understanding, actually, because like we saw, right, God wants us to know him. Uh, Proverbs 9.10 actually tells us that uh, knowledge of the Holy One, which is knowledge of God, uh, is, is understanding. So the Bible actually explains when it's talking about knowing, knowing, knowing. It's not just like knowing about God, but it's actually understanding. So to meet him, I have to understand God. But we can't do that if we don't understand the words he spoke. So then how can this person meet God? That's why the story is there. How can I, who wants to, for example, know Revelation? Have ever read Revelation? <laughs> I have. And I have to tell you, that was a mind opener for sure. It definitely. <laughs> I would say it almost broke my mind in a way, just trying yeah. to understand it and piece everything together. I was, I was the same. I was the same. I when I started taking my faith a bit more seriously um, back in Zimbabwe, I it was like, all right, I, I like storytelling. So, you know, with storytelling, they say, if you know the end of the story, it can motivate you to know the whole story. Like, how do we get here? I tried to read Revelation first. Don't recommend doing that. Just highly don't recommend. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, you know how you mentioned that you know, some f stories of the Bible are scary. And for me, <laughs> Revelation was one of those books that I was like, I'm too scared to read this book. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those that I d honestly did not touch for the longest time. Mm. I, I can understand why, because I only managed to get through three chapters. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to like James or something. <laughs> so, something a little more happy. So something happy. Actually, oh, then I went to Ecclesiastes because I didn't know. I was like, what's, what, what's this word? So that's also another very uh, dark themed book, it may seem. But actually, these, these words are good. Um, uh, once you understand them, they actually become the happiest thing. For me too, once I learned and understood Revelation, how it's supposed to be understood, I was like, oh, all right. This is actually one of my favorite books to understand because like we said in the beginning, right? Uh, if you believe something, you have to believe actively. It's an active thing. Like if I believe God, I have to actively believe God. So that means I have to not only believe he exists, but also believe that he is going to do what he promises to do. And what God promises to do, he prophesies. And that's what is in the books of prophecy. Same thing with the eunuch. The eunuch was like us. <laughs> he was reading Isaiah. That was his prophecy at that time. So he was trying to understand about uh, what was written here. And we can actually see how God orchestrated this meeting to happen. So just off the bat, when you read the story the first time, how many characters did you think uh, were in the story? Two characters. Yeah, there's actually a lot of people think that too, that there's only two characters. But actually what we see in Acts chapter 8, like verse 26 and 29, Actually, there's an angel of the Lord that appears to Philip, 
Uh, of course, this is a spirit. So we can't see spirits with our own eyes, but spirits can see us. And the only way a person can see a spirit, uh, at least from what we see in the Bible, is unless that spirit allows that person to see them. Right. So the spirit appears before Philip, tells him, go to this road. He doesn't tell him clearly, he doesn't tell him why, he just says, go there. He's like, all right, I guess I'm going there. Philip goes there and then he sees this eunuch. And this eunuch is reading the prophet Isaiah and he is struggling to understand this prophet, right? What he is talking about and even tells us what passage it is referring to, which is awesome because then you can also see it for yourself in the very same Bible and read the context too. And so it's talking about the lamb that was slain. Right, like a shearer, he was silent. Uh, he did not say anything. It even says that who is to speak of his descendants because he was taken from the earth. In other words, he was killed and he was sacrificed. And this is actually referring to Jesus. Now, it's easy for us to know this in hindsight because we have 2,000 years of history uh, and 2,000 years of people making that mistake for us to realize, oh, okay, this is about Jesus. But we have to put ourselves in the shoes of the eunuch. The eunuch here, he only knows about God and Jerusalem, you know, that's what, that's why he's going there, right? He doesn't know about Jesus. He hasn't learned about Jesus. So Philip asks him, do you know what you're reading? Do you understand what you're reading? And you can imagine the heart this eunuch has. He's well off. Can you imagine someone driving on a Tesla and maybe you parked by the traffic lighting, like, okay, for whatever reason, maybe it's a traffic jam. All right. Cause uh, I don't want to condone uh, bad driving practices here. Um, but just to to color to 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 help us understand the story, it's like you know you're in your car and you're trying to read Revelation, right? We'll use Revelation again. You're trying to read that, and someone just comes by your window and says, "Hey, excuse me, miss, you understand what you're reading? How would you react?" Um, honestly, I would. If if I didn't have the understanding, I'd probably be like, um, honestly, no. But I would have also been a little weirded out that there's just a random person knocking at my window being like, Hey, you understand what you're reading? And I I don't know. I feel like my reaction would not, would be one of like weird, like weirded out. I understand that you're actually friendlier than me. I would be like, yep, I do. And then close my, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, no, but we see the eunuch is actually very humble. He is a high official. He probably has bodyguards or something like that, but he actually stops uh, the you know the chariot, which is probably the version of like a Tesla back then. I'm guessing <laughs> he stops the chariot and says, "Come on!" You know, he even says, "How can I understand unless someone explains this to me?" And this is very key, actually, as believers. If we don't understand the word, what do we do? We need to learn from someone who understands. And that's what the eunuch realized. I can't understand this unless someone explains. And then he even shares the passage he was reading, right, which we talked about earlier. And he even asked a very good question. Who the heck is this talking about? Is Isaiah, right? Isaiah was the one who wrote the book of Isaiah. Is, is, he's asked, is this prophet speaking about himself or someone else? And even for us today, we have to ask the same thing too. Is John talking about himself or someone else? Because God is the same. He doesn't change. And there's a reason why he's sharing the story with us. So the eunuch, he's us. He's trying to learn and understand prophecy, God's promises. And Philip was sent by God to this person. And what does it say? Who is the prophet talking about himself or someone else? And it says in verse 35, if you look at it, right, it says that Philip actually starts with that very passage explaining about Jesus. There is the wow. answer. All right. Someone else. It was actually not about a literal lamb. It was not about a literally Isaiah, but it was actually a promise about someone else. 
And we see that the eunuch ends up believing in Jesus and even says, what's to stop me from being baptized now? That's the kind of zeal, right? So now can you say this person has met God? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if he had that understanding, it was like it was like a light bulb that came in and he was just like, what? Whoa. Okay. He's like, come on now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, just stopping the chariot and just being like, all right, I'm going to get baptized right now. Like, I mean, that, that that's amazing. Amen. And that's, that's the case, right? So what we can actually see here is that meeting God, right? We saw from the last episode that meeting God, we have to meet him through his word. But when we don't understand his word, then God will lead our steps to someone with his word. So actually, there's no escaping the word. That's what you also have to realize as a believer, right? Is I can't avoid this word of God. I have to believe this word of God. I have to know it if I want to live according to God's will. If I don't, then I don't have to know it. But if I want to live according to it, this word was sent before us so that we can know what God likes, what God doesn't like, what's his will, what's not his will, what he wants us to do and what he doesn't want us to do. And there's a verse about this story uh, in Hebrews 13, verse 2. I've heard this being shared quite a lot uh, around friends and in church circles and the like about how we shouldn't stop entertaining strangers, right? Because some have entertained angels without even realizing it. But now we can see how does God fulfill that word? So Philip, did he go to this Ethiopian eunuch on his own? No, there was an angel that, you know, told him to go. Right, there was an angel that told him to go. And at every step of the way, that angel kind of guided him in what to do. So actually, Philip is a flesh and the angel is a spirit. But actually, through meeting Philip, through welcoming Philip, what actually happened was the eunuch was also welcoming the spirit. It was welcoming the spirit that was working with Philip. (laughs) And so that's actually how people can meet angels without realizing. What you see is just a person. But... God could have sent that person to you. And so we have to be people who are humble when we come before this word of God. If I want to meet God, then I have to meet him through his word. When I can't meet him, it's like struggling to meet God. And when I'm struggling to meet him, then God, we have to pray, Father God, please lead me to the place where your word is. Please lead me to the people who can truly explain your word. Not falsely explain, because there's also false prophets, right? The Bible warns us about that. But truly, truly explain that word of God with nothing but the word of God. That's the safest way. And this is what happens with the Philip. Not the Philip. (laughs) With Philip. (laughs) So this is actually how to meet God another way is through someone with the word. But actually, ultimately, it's always going to be through the word of God. So... Uh, I hope and, and I pray that, you know, this was helpful to those who are curious. How can I meet God when I'm struggling to understand? There is hope. We just need to pray. And if you're someone who uh, wants to understand more of that word of God, then there's an awesome Bible seminar that is taking place. Uh, I heard it's called the Radiant Glory or Radiant Joy Seminars. Uh, Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays at 10 a.m. or at 7.30 p.m. And uh, if you have uh, any questions or inquiries, you want to know how to, you can get linked to that. Feel free to email us at podcast at the Chicago church.org. Again, our email is podcast at the Chicago church.org. Yes. As well as don't forget to follow us on Instagram. And honestly, that's a perfect way to stay updated on a lot of things that are going to be happening, especially within the podcast that would be the underscore faithful exchange underscore podcast. And stay tuned because honestly, there's going to be a lot coming your way. 
That's right. That's right. And actually, uh, next time uh, we'll be discussing about what is the real purpose of a life of faith. So this is a question that I've received from many people that I've taught the word of God by God's grace. They always ask, so why should I even care? We'll find out next time on The Faithful Exchange. <laughs> so everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been The Faithful Exchange. Uh, I hope and pray that you are well, you are blessed, and we look forward to seeing you next time as we get deeper and deeper into God's word. Brian, out. Brian, out.